a few possessions, roping potted plants, lounge chairs and bicycles to the railings. The edge of the storm was to touch Key West mid-afternoon, so there was no need to hurry. The more cautious live-aboard residents, like the elderly and those with children, were packing picnic hampers to go and see out the choppy water in friends' houses on terra firma. Madeline was in bed with Forrest, as they were every Sunday, till well past midday, making love, eating, listening to music and reading the papers, though not always in that order. It was her favourite time of the week. Forrest was an inveterate doer, and sometimes it was difficult to pin him down and make him relax. Despite his philosophical attitude to life, he had an ingrained work ethic that she constantly strived and sometimes successfully managed to counteract. Once his mind relaxed and his pent-up body let go, he was the most languidly sexy and funny and talkative slob on earth, looking as though he never got his lazy ass out of bed. Madeline was propped up by pillows with her sketch pad on her knees, sketching him lying on his stomach across the bed in the act of searching his dictionary for a word they'd argued about. Recipient, he read out triumphantly. Adjective, having returned to a saner state of mind. From Latin, to recover one's senses. Stay still, sport. Madeline's piece of charcoal moved rapidly across the paper. Outside there was some kind of commotion. Judy Montoya screamed at her kids, as she always did, and Fred next door shouted something to her. Running footsteps clattered along the boardwalk and died away. Let's send for some coffee, Forrest slurred. Where the hell are the bar staff when you need them? I gave them the day off. Their rusty old barge was a hand-me-down from Forrest's maternal grandmother, and the only bar staff ever to set foot on it had been Granny herself, who used to serve drinks at the Turtle Kraals. Oh, hell, I'll make the coffee, he said, jumping up and wrapping a towel round his hips. How about a glass of champagne with a squeeze of orange juice? And strawberries. I saw some in the fridge. On principle, yes, please. She tried to grab him by the wrist, fearing he'd get diverted and start washing the deck or taking the laundry off the line. I'll be back, honey, I swear. She listened, her hearing attuned to his movements. The barge was bobbing on the waves, water sloshing loudly round the bow. A gust blew a plastic bag horizontally past the porthole. Her watch said 12.30. She got up and stuck her face into the concave glass. Marion and Greg Possel were running along the boardwalk, carrying bundles. They seemed in a hurry, despite being normally so laid back. Their respective ponytails whipped about them in the gathering wind. Over the noise, she heard Forrest moving things on the deck. Oh, come back to bed, you renegade, she thought, and went back herself. I want you. Ten minutes later, he returned, empty-handed. His expression was focused, and he went straight to his shorts and drew them on. She raised herself on an elbow. Ah, uh, now what? Where's my champagne? Better get dressed, honey. Why? What's going on? There's not a soul around. Seems everybody's left. She smiled, patting the bed beside her. So we're all by our lonesome. Better tie a few things up, Madeline. There's a wind afoot. No kidding, she said, but didn't move. Turn on the radio. See how it's coming. Another half an hour won't make a difference. He shook his head, and she thought she'd lost him, but he hesitated when she wantonly drew apart her dressing gown and opened her arms to him. Come here and kiss me before you run away.
He kissed her at length, then murmured, All right, you shameless hussy, but regrettably this cannot take too long. His soft fair hair trailed across her breasts as he moved against her. He had a way of looking at her when they made love, his gaze never leaving hers, hypnotizing her and shutting out all else. A sudden swell made the barge roll from side to side, and, laughing, they rolled with it, holding back, neither of them willing to finish what they'd begun. No matter the years they'd been together, making love had always been like that between them, a sense of losing the grip on space and time, lulled into a place in which there was no desire to let go. A climax was an ending, a separation, and as such was best avoided. Another deep swell made Forrest frown. His eyes left hers for a moment and he became still, listening intently. He drew away and got up. She stayed in that faraway place, trusting he had...